This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Welcome in. We are live. Another Friday night in the books. This was uh, kind of ho-hum. A couple of surprises out there. We'll get to those in a little bit. This is Nebraska Preps post game. I'm Damon Benning. That's Jacob Padilla, one of the best in the business. And we split up tonight, so that was good. I didn't have to – we didn't have to go back and forth about the same game, which is, <laughs> which is always a good thing. Yeah, good to spread our coverage around a little bit. Yeah, I went to uh, watch Elkhorn South kind of systematically take apart Pretty good Gretna team. A little shorthanded tonight, uh, especially up front. Uh, but very, very business-like for Elkhorn South. A whole lot of Cole Ballard as he goes for three touchdowns and you sprinkle in enough Ben Warren and a little Krause. Offensively, they threw it a little bit more than I thought they would. Uh, really punished Gretna and, and, and Zane Flores uh, up front. They, they got after him tonight. He did not have a ton of time to get that passing game going for Gretna. And the 35-10 was the final there. And that's something that we haven't really seen for Gretna yet is what happens when teams can get some pressure on the quarterback. Because Floor has, what, been sacked like once all year coming in tonight, yeah. something like that? And I think they got him for four tonight. Yeah. And uh, really did a really good job in coverage. James Kerwin, uh, Elkhorn South's defensive coordinator, did a good job. Really, uh, they played some zone behind some of their pressure packages. They were short a couple of DBs uh, in the secondary, uh, which... I felt like maybe was going to be an issue early, but once the first couple of series happened and we saw Elkhorn South get after Gretna up front, you had the sense it was going to be a long night. And, and, and Cole Ballard could very well be turning into a little bit of a budding star at the running back spot. We know Ben Warren is very good. He's electric. Uh, Cole Ballard also a very good basketball player. Yep. Very tough. Um, had the long run, set the tone early, broke about six tackles. Uh, en route to his first touchdown run. Kind of set the tone. Yeah, and, and I said before, another one of those kids that I've seen on the basketball court before, I see him on the football field, but I was very impressed when I saw them earlier in the season against Elkhorn South because Ben Warren started that game as kind of the workhorse early. Uh, and then they brought in Ballard off the bench, and he gave them some nice minutes, uh, made some really nice uh, broken tackles, uh, had some big runs, and uh, was huge on a, a long drive they put together. So he's a kid that's not, not super big, but he's tough the way he runs. Yeah, it really is... Uh... So it was a nice surprise, and not nice, that's probably not the right word, but a little bit of a, a surprise to see how, if you're an Elkhorn South fan, to see how easily they handled Gretna up front. Again, a little shorthanded uh, tonight. Lucas didn't play in the middle for Gretna, and, and uh, when you're missing that kind of a big body, uh, it added up in a hurry with, with uh, the really good offensive and defensive lines from Elkhorn South. Yeah, and, and that's tough this time of year to be a uh, little shorthanded, especially in, in key spots and going into one of your biggest games of the year. Obviously, Scott was a big one last year. Now you ramp it up at this or last week. This week, it's even bigger. You're against, going against another top Class A team. And you look at that middle, uh, kind of middle of that top that top 10 there, that three, four, five, six, kind of 
all those guys are jockeying for position there. So that was a huge win for Elkhorn South to stake its claim because you got a few teams in there that are making a uh, really pushing hard to get one of those top three seeds. Yeah, but without question. I, you know, and, and it's weird. It's Elkhorn South is a team of like, you know, has the, the sons of the former Huskers, right? There's a Crouch, there's a Hoskinson, there's a Noonan. By the way, uh, he's one of, a, you know, he's got twins. Yeah. Um, Who look nothing alike. <laughs> really. Good on the edge, getting after the passer tonight. He is going to be a player, just a sophomore. Yeah, Maverick uh, and Alec. Yeah, yeah. going to be very, very good. Uh, Emsick played well at the nose for Elkhorn South. A big body coming back from two patella injuries. Uh, and then we've got a crouch that's kicking. It was very good in special teams. Elkhorn South clearly won the special teams uh, battle tonight. And and you had another beat tilt. Not – it may be a surprise to some, yeah. not really a surprise to us for those that follow Bennington. I think we agreed that we thought we thought Elkhorn was the most complete, but a very difficult matchup tonight <laughs> in Bennington. Yeah, uh, and man, both teams just went back and forth throughout the first quarter. Um, they a uh, lot of points, a lot of yards, very few uh, uh, negative plays offensively. Um, but uh, in the second half. Um, Bennington ended up taking control and holding on despite kind of a late push uh, from Elkhorn, but they take that one 42-34. Oh, that's impressive. That That's impressive. That's a few more points than I thought <laughs> Bennington would score. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that that offense is very, very capable. Yeah. And it, I mean, back and forth, scored, scored, scored um, right off the bat. And uh, I was really impressed by Bennington's quarterback, Hale Bird. He, uh, man, he had uh, the Elkhorn defense kind of looking in the wrong spot all night long, kind of with that, uh, that option, that read option game where uh, faking the handoff, he kept it. Uh, really good ball the handler. Edge there. Yeah, that I, he, he tricked me half the time, and I'm just watching from the sideline, and the Elkhorn uh, defense definitely got tricked as he was running free a lot of the night. And then he had some tough runs too. It wasn't all just kind of in space using speed. He kind of uh, lowered his shoulder and, um, delivered the boom a little bit. Um, and <laughs> on the very first drive, this dude drops back. There's all kinds of pressure in his face. He keeps running back, running around in circles. He must run 20, 25 yards in the backfield, somehow gets a pass off and completes it um, downfield. And uh, when, what should have been a huge loss, could have been a disastrous play, somehow gets positive yardage out of it, and they go down and score on that first drive. Yeah, it really puts a – not sure what to make a B yeah. right now, right? Aurora goes – uh, and, and beats Hastings tonight, 55-34, a, a ton of points. Uh, from, and that was the question with Hastings. Is right, it was where were they defensively, yeah. and, and they were exposed a little tonight. Scott trying to reestablish some momentum. They hammer Ralston tonight, 42-7. to Waverly really does a number on Plattsmith. <laughs> 36 nothing. Yeah. I don't know if it was the hard-fought game from Plattsmith and – and Norris a week ago, but Waverly really sending a message that don't forget about them either. And they were the one that you kind of maybe forgot a little bit. Because yeah, they were we, the one with the two losses. We, we, we just didn't so, know if they could yeah. score enough, yeah. right? We knew that, you know, they're kind of ground and pound. They're, they're going to stay with it. but and, the, and that first win was against Scott, who was clearly shorthanded at the time and not quite what they are now or what they're going to be down the road. So right. And you said low scoring game in that one, too. So come out and... Uh, on both sides of the ball, again, just shut them out and put up that many points. That um, letting you know that Waverly, hey, we're definitely right in the middle of this. Yeah, B's, B's a mad scramble. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't really make heads or tails of it right now. Nobody really wants to to lay claim. Yeah, Nor- uh, Norris, uh, um, 
they were one of the teams that didn't play another top 10 team in B because we had some really good matchups in B, but 47-8 over Crete, just kind of continuing to take care of business. Yeah, and they still just have the one loss. Yeah. So they may be in the driver's seat right now as Elkhorn gets their second loss. Scott has two, although one of them is to Class A Gretna. Yeah. Um, it, seating will be very, very important in that one. Yeah, I, yeah I've, I have no idea who the best team in Class B is right now everybody you're going to talk about, they've lost to one of the other best teams in that mix. It's just everybody's being everybody in B this year. Yeah, we'll jump over to A here just for a little bit. Uh, I, I think that's becoming very, very clear cut, right? Very workmanlike effort tonight as, as we'll start with number one rank west side, uh, 52-3 over Norfolk. Uh, five touchdowns for Avante Dickerson. A fumble recovery, a punt return, caught two, ran one, five. For Avante Dickerson, pretty good player. He's a pretty good athlete, you could say. <laughs> pretty good player. Uh, just kind of business-like. Westside's got a tough test next week. They'll get Aquinas uh, coming up from from Kansas City, and and we'll see. But, you know, there'll, there'll be some weeks off here. Uh, number two, wing, Bellevue West handles business. Uh, 40, was it 42-7? 42-7 over Millard West. Over Millard West. And um, thoughts out to Millard West quarterback Jacob Jones, who we talked about last week, kind of got hurt in that prep comeback. Yeah. Weren't quite sure. He's uh, done for the year, so they're going to have to go young at quarterback the rest of the season. Yeah, just a sophomore now uh, at the quarterback spot. Brady Brow, not, not a Not a friendly place to go <laughs> into as they go to Bellevue and take it on the chin. Mike, Mike O'Reilly with a big night. Three touchdowns, yeah. five for Luke Johansson, who's – uh, kind of the, the new guy coming in, but it seems like no matter who they plug in at quarterback, he gets the job done. Yeah. Over the, it's a new guy every year. You look over there, and it's uh, dude put just puts up numbers, whoever's playing back there. May have officially become plug and play. Yeah. <laughs> Millard South uh, last night gets the 41-17, went over Fremont. And it was kind of interesting there I, with a, kind of the gauge stinger wrinkle there with playing yeah, him a little I kind of like that. Let him play some quarterback. Yeah. He can run it. He can throw it a little bit. It, it, it seems they, actually you throw it to Urban. Yeah, exactly. They've got a lot of athletes. The question is just trying to figure out where all these guys slot best and can be most effective. Because you look at Urban, obviously a great athlete, can really run the ball. You got Stanger, who's your best receiver, and now is one uh, might be your best quarterback too, depending on kind of how you're playing uh, Urban on that particular play. You got a guy like Antrell Taylor, who's just a good athlete that you can involve uh, in some some gadget type of plays and. Um, some of the kind of screens and that type of stuff. And then you got the Taquan Johnson and Christian Nash in the backfield that they kind of switch between, and both guys are capable of some big plays. So they just got a lot of athletes back there. It's just kind of how do you – where do you put those guys in position to give you the most out of them? Yeah, and Lincoln Southeast, uh, trying to remember that final off the top 49, of 49-16 over yeah, Bellevue, Bellevue East. So another team that took care of business, did what they should. How do you – so when Millard South beat – Elkhorn South earlier in the season. We both were at that game, if I remember correctly. Uh, no Weasler, no no Mackay Nelson right. Douglas for Elkhorn South. And they had a couple other guys that were out too that had some backups so, in their and they, they played shorthanded. Um, Miller South comes from behind late to win. Do you do you do you put Elkhorn South ahead of Miller South, even though Miller South won the head to head? How do you think those two teams are trending? Yeah, uh, I mean. That, that's the tough part. I wish they would have played later in the season when we could have seen them at full strength. I think you have to give Millard South that nod right Just now. because of the head-to-head matchup. Yeah, the head-to-head. And um, it, it's not like Millard South. Millard South hasn't done anything to lose that spot. 
I think the question is Southeast. I thought Gretna had a chance. You run the table, you finish off these last two. They could have maybe kind of staked their claim for one of those top three seeds. So right now, I think Southeast, I think if they get this win over Gretna next week, then obviously undefeated, uh, North South has one loss. I definitely feel good putting um, Southeast there at that, uh, that, that kind of so that third spot, assuming get, yeah, that's, West Side and Bellevue West are one and two. And, I, and that's going to matter because yeah. I think you – you want to be on the other half of the bracket, and depending on three, four, five shake out, uh, you'll be opposite Bell West and West Side. But who will be opposite Bell West and West Side? Right? I think that's that, that's kind of the key there. You're trying to avoid that until the semifinals, uh, if at all possible, yeah. especially with 24 teams. And I believe the top eight, top eight, yeah, we'll get the buy. And, and we're starting. I think we're kind of settling in here. We got a good idea of who those eight are going to be now. Um, with uh, just one more week here or so to go. Um, so I think Prep's yeah. going to lock that the A spot or yeah. seventh spot. And maybe is it and Prep got at, a 68 win over Lincoln Northeast tonight. So yeah. uh, they got a Prep, Prep is getting, out next week. Prepper's getting hot. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's a tough coming out of the, out of the gates facing West side in your first game. Yeah. And, and then very the, unforgiving schedule. And they had the COVID issues as well. So um, the schedule was kind of set up to get right, but. They're taking advantage of it and doing what they need to to play well heading into the postseason. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln East gets yep. a twenty-one-seven win over North Platte. Is Lincoln East in that top eight? I think so. I think they're. Um, you, if, so you probably go prep seven, East eight. Yep. Uh, and the, yeah, Gretna prep Gret- seven, kind of that six, six seven, seven, eight, probably. Uh, I think that's what we're at right now. And East uh, again. Um, Kind of had get gotten a little banged up from where they were before, but um, with Waters Walters at quarterback, they've got a chance to yeah, and had really, the put really tough loss anybody. to Miller North. Yeah, you know, fumble, not a fumble, <laughs> yeah. touchdown. I mean, they've gone back and forth over that. That one may really end up mattering, though. That's the thing. Yeah, especially That's if they're outside of that top eight. But I, I, I think as I look at them and they pass the eyeball test, I think I put them in that whole that one through eight category. Yeah, I, agree. I think we're looking at West Side, Bellevue West, Millard South, Elkhorn South, Lincoln Southeast, Prep, and Gretna is probably that eight right now. Uh, Gretna and then Lincoln East. Lincoln that's East. probably that eight right now. Because um, you look at some of those, those 9, 10, 11, 12, those teams are some, taking some losses now. Teams that got off to a good start, but maybe the schedule wasn't as tough, and now you're playing some of those other teams that are in the mix. Yeah, and unfortunately, you could be a team like Millard West, who I yeah. believe it almost doesn't sound right, still may only have the one win. <laughs> They yeah that's it, that they do it's kind M- of, it's, much much better than a one win team but the schedule has been nothing short of a nightmare and there's not a team in the state that's been that's been hit harder by the injury bug than I think Miller West yeah it's so it just happens unfortunately but um, I mean those guys are continuing to fight um, we'll, we'll kind of see what they can do here down the stretch everybody's getting the postseason here so you, you get hot knock off somebody and can kind of. Uh, Make up for a, a, a tough regular season here. What do you make of Miller North? That, that's a team I have not seen them yet this year. Um, obviously, good defensive team. Yeah, and obviously they play the same way they've always played under Fred Petito with that quarterback they, run they, game, and, they, and they've thrown it a little more yeah. than they have in the past. They threw it more than Elkhorn South did tonight too, yeah. which I was like, "Gosh, you know, Elkhorn South has some weapons." You know, I almost want them. But but there's a couple of different ways they can beat you too. I mean, you've got the two headed monster with the ground game, and actually three. When you add in Krause, yeah. who has shown the ability to run it, yeah, and so that, and the high school level, you know, uh, even teams that do have some weapons on the outside, most of the time, unless you're playing at a, a few select places, it's going to be run first, second, 
and then maybe get a throw third. <laughs> yeah, let's let's hop back over to to Bennington real quick because I think for folks in that community, that that final didn't surprise them. Did the way in which the game was played surprise you? A, a little bit, and like I said, I, I think kind of the key to the game was that quarterback run game, and he made some huge plays through the air too. There were some big gains, but it was his ability, the ball handling, his ability to kind of trick the defense and create those big openings um, for the uh, for the quarterback run game there. Because Tyler Leclerc got going and had some huge plays late. Um, the physical. dude is an absolute monster. He is um, physical. But they had him bottled up for the most part in the first half. Like he, I think he had like six uh, carries for 28 yards or something like that in the first half. Like they were, or eight carries for 20 yards, something like that in the first half. They were kind of, uh, he wasn't getting a lot of chunk plays. They were kind of keep uh, tackling him close to the line of scrimmage throughout the first half. Um, but because they were keying so much on him, that's when the quarterback run game around the edge um, really kills you, and it certainly did tonight. So if, if, if you're Elkhorn, what do you think some of those takeaways were going forward is you're going to see maybe a couple of teams that can spread you out like that in the playoffs. You, you could get a Hastings. You, yeah. you could see a Bennington again. Depending on the seedings, it it will be very close and hotly contested. Yeah. And I think it's going to come down to good kind of film study and guys kind of learning from their mistakes tonight. And I saw um, Isaac Robinson, their terrific linebacker. He went down late in the game. Hopefully it's not too serious and he's able um, to kind of bounce back next week and finish out the regular season because he's a big piece of what they do. But um, you'd think that they've got the athletes back there. Now it's just a matter of kind of doing what you need to and learning from your mistakes going forward. Yeah, since we are in the in the middle of the of a pandemic, right? And and we talked to Coach Terman this morning on on Severe and Benning in the morning, our, our morning show, and he said, you know, there's kind of this thing that goes on now where you're kind of hoping and praying every morning that you wake up that that something hasn't happened, right? That yeah. that you know nobody's sick or has test positive. He said it kind of keeps you up at night. It's 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 grayed him a little faster than it ordinarily would. We've you hear stories of a couple of pockets of hitting schools uh, here this past week. Only 25 beds available in ICUs right now in hospitals. Lincoln at a 13% rate, 12.8 right now, which is high. How much do you think that that creeps into not only – their forefront but yours as well as we try to go forward and see who's playing and who isn't yeah and you can even see it like on the sidelines they uh, these schools have people in charge of making sure that the guys that aren't playing they're out there hey get your mask on i saw um somebody at benjamin here kind of reminding a couple of their injured players like hey guys pull them up um so these these schools um top to bottom are very aware of it and Fortunately, we've made it to this point obviously there have been cancellations every week um some schools have been hit worse than others but we're getting close to the postseason now. We've made it through most of the season and hopefully can kind of keep that going here and uh, people continue to be smart with their choices and uh, lucky as well. It's, it takes a little bit of fortune. Were you surprised at the NSAA's ruling that uh, a, a COVID-contested game will be a forfeit? There will be no makeups. They are, they are hardlining in terms of the consequences for that. I, I guess I'm not too terribly shocked uh, even, no matter way whichever way you do it it was going to kind of create some issues mm -hmm. if you do postpone it then that sets back the rest of the bracket um uh it's not like you can just push it back two more weeks or figure out when to make because with this kit you never know when you're going to be clear like it could have just the one week you'd be back whatever but 
um, you could get a, a, get it spread a little bit here and that could knock you multiple weeks. You can't just be waiting. So I understand the decision like, hey, we got to get this done because then we got the, the winter sports season coming up too. Um, so you can't extend this too far um, uh, just uh, for one team that may just have some bad luck. Where's your where's your confidence level at? I don't know where you were, but I, I think in the crowd where I was at Gretna and Elkhorn South, um, I think it was probably 60, 40, 65, 35 masks, no masks. It's obviously kind of modeled um, by the parents. Like, what's your confidence level uh, that, that we don't see a, a continued uptick locally? Uh, <laughs> I wish uh, I could say hi, but um, just kind of with the way things have gone, uh, just there are just so many, so many like varying degrees of people taking this seriously. And it, it doesn't really matter where you are. It's in the city, small towns, whatever. Um, everybody is kind of looking at this a little differently. You've got some people taking it incredibly seriously. You got some that don't. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that um, at this point. You just got to hope that people do the right thing if they want this to continue and for the kids to be able to play out their season, you got to, you got to be able to um, just follow the rules here and do the smart thing. Hey, how about this? We forgot in all our, our score rundowns of congratulations to Elkhorn North. Oh, right. Getting their yeah. f- first win of the program's tenure in year one. That's not always easy well, to yeah, do. Every year we've got teams that go winless yeah, uh, in I would pretty know. much every <laughs> <laughs> in pretty much every class. So the fact that in class B that they were able to go out there and get a win, especially like they again, they're a lot of their teams are taking on the chin this first year because you're building up a program from scratch. You've got some transfers in, but you don't have upperclassmen really. Um, you don't have a lot of guys that probably have played a lot of varsity uh, sports to this point. So you're trying to learn every week, and the fact that they're able to get that done, that's, that, that's huge for that program moving forward, going into next year, especially for all those kids that are coming back. Yeah, Elkhorn North getting their first win over Mount Michael tonight. Blair uh, handles gross pretty easy, 54-14. Uh, you mentioned the Bennington score. Papio and Lincoln Southwest, that was 14-12. That's the late game, right, the second half of the – the doubleheader in Lincoln. Okay, yeah, I hadn't seen that one yet. I don't see if we. I don't know if we've got an update yet on that one, but yeah, that that, that doubleheader down Lincoln kind of makes things tough for us. Yeah. <laughs> it it goes late. Let but me go back. We got a got a couple of top ten games in a Class C one as well. Oh, um, nice showdown between top uh, ten teams, and uh, you look at number two Ashland Greenwood um, against number four Wahoo, and Ashland Greenwood. Took it two on 42-22. Yeah, a little surprised at that uh, score. Schuster uh, committed to walk on at Nebraska. Just ran wild in well, the second half. He's a fantastic player. Finished 268 yards and four touchdowns. Like 200 of that was in the second half. He's a big, strong, fast kid. Yeah, and he's had a monster year. You look, yeah. he's up there in the uh, kind of the Class B rushing leaders. Um, so that's a huge win there. <laughs> and Wahoo's physical. Yeah, 25-point right? win over a top-five team yeah. in your class. That kind of showing that. Ashland Greenwood deserves to be right at the top of the class. Sending a message. Yeah. And then uh, looking like Carney Catholic at number seven got the upset over Hastings Adams Central, uh, 33 22. 
Wow. I wonder if they led that from start to finish because they have the ability to possess the football. Yeah, and they've kind of won a few different ways this year. Um, obviously, they got Heinrich Hartberg at quarterback. Um, they, they've got the ability to run the ball, and they've got some tough defenders as well. So they've kind of won a few different ways so far this season. Took it on the chin that one time and then bounced back and kind of learned from that and have been strong since. So yeah, it's I, a good I, win for them. He found out after that loss that uh, the scrutiny and the level of expectation as a as a Division One and in particular Nebraska recruit, uh, it can get hectic in a hurry. There are a lot of folks around the state not as high as some on Harburg, who, in my opinion, I think is a, is a really really quality athlete. Still learning to play the quarterback position, but a really quality athlete, especially at that size. Yeah, and again, that's number seven over number three. So Carney Catholic, kind of again, we're heading towards the postseason here. Now you're starting to really kind of get into get into a flow here, get into rhythm, build up some momentum heading into the playoffs. Yeah, the Ashwin Ashland Greenwood score. That's very interesting. Is you know Schuster's older brother. We had their game in the state finals, and he ended up he hurt his ankle early, and it really cost Ashland. That was probably four years ago, I think, maybe three or four years ago, and uh, really wanting to get this one done for the uh, the Schuster Greenwood tradition. Tough, tough physical runners. Yeah, well, and yet Kale Jacobson, obviously a basketball, basketball star, he's star. getting it done on the football field as well. So they got some good athletes over there for sure. Hey, that, which reminds me, have you kind of seen the reemergence of this football basketball thing? It it appears to be on the uptick, and you you see it, you definitely see it a lot at some of the smaller schools, and it, it's really good to see. Obviously, um. It, those guys, your best athletes are probably going to be good in multiple sports. And even if the cooler thing too is beyond kind of the stars is the guys that are willing to, you're, you're a star in one sport. You come and you're just kind of a role guy. You do your part in the other sport. Um, you maybe don't play. A Dom Rizak, a perfect yeah. example, right? Yeah. So phenom in football could be a, a, a good, a good basketball player, but he knows that his bread is buttered in football, but but really enjoys the competition. Yeah, and he goes out there and he's willing to scrap and fight and do all the dirty work on the basketball court. So it's it's that's kind of the cool thing you see the the guys that are just kind of naturally good at everything. Um, Trey they, Hollins, yeah. the Baylor Shiremans. Yeah. <laughs> they're fun to watch, but kind of the cooler story is those guys that are willing to um, kind of check their egos and go do the dirty work. Maybe a. The, AJ, the yeah. AJ Rollins. Yeah, and uh, I think Cam Binder is a guy like that, too, just stud yeah. on the basketball court. And he's, he's playing linebacker. <laughs> exactly. He can long snap. Yeah. I mean, and he's a, he's a little squatty guy, too. He's a guy I enjoy watching on the basketball court. Yeah, no doubt. So it, it's definitely good seeing that kind of stuff. So uh, before we wrap this up, let me let me get your thoughts here real quick because you, you, you're so good with volleyball and you follow the sport close. NSAA going to a similar ruling like they did with – with wrestling, uh, talk a little bit about what you thought with the NSA's ruling and how they're going to do the state finals for volleyball. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Kind of adding the other the extra day, starting on Wednesday and playing them, which all. is what we've kind of yeah. lobbied for for a while, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with starting on Wednesday, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, it's if you're starting on Thursday, you can start on Wednesday as long as you can get uh, the the time and the facilities and everything. And I I do like it as someone who covers the state basketball uh, tournament every year. Uh, it's kind of disappointing for me. There are always uh, first and second round games in those high schools that I want to see these kids that I haven't but seen. But now in volleyball, you can catch everybody. Exactly. That's kind of, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the setup is and who's playing when. Um, 
but the fact that you're going to have everybody in the, in the same arena, is going to make things a lot easier. And I think it'll be good for the kids too, being able to, you don't have to worry about playing, uh, like who's playing where it's everybody gets to play on that big stage and wrestling going a and D on Wednesday, Thursday with the wrestlebacks in the morning and night of Thursday. Uh, they'll go live with those broadcasts on NET on Thursday night, which will be new. And then B and C will go Friday, Saturday, which will also, if they get to 75%, I mean, that's, it's about 13,000 in the CHI. That seems like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of hesitant about any kind of, um, crowds at any sports especially like we've talked about kind of things are on the rise now um yeah. it, the family is one thing um i think we can we've blame been, homecoming yeah. right we'll blame homecoming yeah I, I think a lot of schools have done a good job of managing it and making sure that you get the family in there but you're not making too big of a risk by trying to get too many people there um kind of depending on where you go there's i saw at betting tonight they kind of put their uh the student section down on kind of the track um, towards the end of the uh, uh, the end zone there, um, kind of be able to spread them out a little bit more versus where you're packing them into the bleachers that I've seen in some student sections. So um, we'll, we'll see um, kind of how that goes with the, the, the attendance in uh, the state tournament. Again, indoor uh, events, they're always a little trickier than outdoor. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to kind of what we did with the state basketball tournament um, last year, but yeah. we'll see. Um, as long as they come up with a safe way to get people in there, that's the most important thing. All right, before we let you go, I won't let you get off the hot seat here in our last minute. The number one ranked team in Class B should be? I, I guess uh, I guess Norris at this point. Um, you, probably you, Norris or Scott, I would say, right? So... Norris, who was that lost to again? Elkhorn. No, okay. no, 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 no. They beat Elkhorn. They beat yeah. Elkhorn. It was to Scott, right? I, Am I doing that right? You, you might. <laughs> See, everybody's beating no, each other. No, Scott's in the last week. Scott has Norris in the last week. Uh, Elkhorn. Elkhorn, Elkhorn has Scott in the last it, week. I think it was Scott. Yeah. I think it was Scott. And then number one in A is? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Westside hasn't done anything to lose that spot. Neither has Bellevue West. Can we go a 1A and 1B there? Um, That's fair. <laughs> the defending state champs are that until they get beat, but Westside is awful good. Yeah. All right. See, we're off the hot seat. That was the <laughs> fastest 30 minutes in high school sports. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. We appreciate that this is Nebraska Preps Post Game. We'll be back next Friday. Make sure you are too. Thanks for joining us.